I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, Gotham Guitars. I'm a multi-millionaire crime-fighting cape-wearing guitar enthusiast. And how can I help you, sir? I'm in need of three pedals. Well, I've got just the deal for you. From the 1st of October to the 16th of November, you can buy two Boss pedals and get the third absolutely free. Swear to me. That's right. Go to www.boss342.com, that's the number three and the number two with the word four, to check all the pedal combinations and all of the terms and conditions. Then go to any UK Boss dealer for the promotion. I'm Batman. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joining me this evening, we have Jay Cross. Guten Tag. And Joe Branton. Guten Abend. How's it going? Good. Very well. We're a man down this week. Uh, Matt Knight uh, was going to be with us. He's got a plumber round. He's a plumber. He's having no, some plumbing builder. done. Oh, is it a builder? Yeah. Sorry, uh-huh. builder. He's he's new fancy London apartment. He's got he's got the builders in. He's having a YMCA party. Uh, yeah, they're all there. The, the cop... The Native American, the Go and try builder. and remember them all. Come on, keep going. Is there a builder? Yeah, there's definitely a builder. Yeah, Bob. The Navy man. Well, yeah. There's a cowboy. Cowboy. That's there it, is... it. There's only five of them. How is it? Sporty. Yeah, ginger. <laughs> Posh one. Um, how's it going? And uh, dopey. Sorry, no, I, he I, was, I sort of... He I sort was of... one of the Poddington Peas. Was he? Yeah. No, he wasn't. Was he? No, oh, okay. I don't. Right. Um, how are you? Good, thank you. Good week so far. Um, yes. Good. <laughs> what's been uh, What's been going on guitar wise? Um, nothing new and cool what? has come in yet. That's not true, isn't it? That's not true. You You have experienced probably the coolest guitar I've ever seen. I didn't like it. No. Well, at least explain to people what it is. Okay, so we took in Part X. um, That means Part Exchange. Part Exchange. Into the shop uh, that I work at, we took in a Sur 80s Shred guitar. 80s Shred guitar. Uh, Amazing. It's called the 80s Shred because... Is it? It's called the 80s Shred. It's called the 80s Shred. One of um, only 100. One of only 100 in the neon finish Mm -hmm. that looks like... um, It looks like the walls do in um, Get Your Own Back. Yes, it's very (laughs) fresh After someone's been gunged. Dave Benson um, Phillips' signature. It is the DBP signature. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, I mean, I I just... I didn't really like it. So, from from outside to inside, I mean, yeah, it does... It's very fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but it comes in a... um, a silver, silver well, chrome, so, yeah, yeah chromed so a crocodile, chrome crocodile skin, skin um, which is case. why it's expensive because mm. they they are protected. Chrome crocodiles, the chrome yeah. crocodiles yeah, are protected. Absolutely. Steve Irwin lost his life yes. trying to wrangle a chrome crocodile. He, no, that was a music um, man. Yeah, blue music man. <laughs> music man stink. Very good. Very good. Oh man. Um, but yeah, it comes see, in, what, in, see what happens when Matt's not here. <laughs> What, carnage, fun? <laughs> carnage, no, sorry, absolute carnage. Uh, but yeah, it comes in in that hard case. The hard case actually on the inside when you open it up has a plaque. It does, um, yeah. That says in the hard case that says um, Sir Eighties Shred, and then gives the number of one hundred that it is. Um, 
The guitar also comes with a matching, a colour code matched pedal. Sir Riot pedal, yeah, which is a great pedal, by the way. The Sir Riot. I never heard a, one. Yeah, they're really good, really what, good what drive is pedal. Is it, is it drive or is it like a TS808? It's like thing? a. What, I don't know, don't know, it's one of them. Right. Like a drivey pedal. It's solid. It's, it's really good. It's re- it's a really good pedal, but they're both relict, and I think they're both the pedals. The relict. pedal is relict yeah. as well, yeah. And the, my problem I'm kind with of it, into this. My, my main problem with it is that it's like the 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 lacquer is like it's like a hard shell, and so rather than it being like a natural sort of nitro, it wear is nitro. Down, it is I nitro. know it's nitro, but like it, there's like sort of chips have come out of it, and so and apart from that, anything, it's not really my. Cup of tea in terms. What you of mean, the, the Floyd Rose or the neon? Uh, yeah, neon gunge finish isn't your cup of tea. Not really, my cup Jay of tea. Jay Bahartelli Cross. Yes, oh, I did like the pedal though. The pedal mm. is the pedal sounds great. I like that the pedal has its own little cutout in the hard case where I'm it slots that. in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that in a big way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like what were those? Um, was it the there was Dan Electro I think that had the um, the silver Titan that had the amp built in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, classic. Kind of like amp, that, amp built into a hard case. It's got me thinking, like, what other manufacturers could do that? Like, who makes guitars and pedals? Uh, Fender. Fender. Fender, but what would you have? Would you have, like... The competition series delay. <laughs> with a competition stripe Mustang. That would oh, be very cool, actually. Nice. I'm into that in a big way. Um, Ob- Ibanez could do some sort of uh, RG with an... Right, a with green a RG with a nice built in. tube screamer. Well, I mean, and, but they did the... Um, they did the... The TS... No, it wasn't called the TS, was it? They did a, a, a 1 by 12 combo that had the... Um, had a tube screw built into it. And oh, I was, yeah, I was that, really into that. That was actually really interesting because um, one of the things where that amp kind of fell down was you couldn't really run... Um, now, I don't normally sort of endorse running... I'm not really into effects loops. Not, not really. I just sort of like everything through the front end because it's, you know, what does it matter what I'm playing? It's, it's going to sound a bit crap anyway. Yeah. So... Normally, I just say, just run everything through the front end. I like that you, you, the reverb sort of get a bit dirgy or whatever through the gain stage. The problem with the um, Ibanez Tube Screamer amp is that the drive circuit is a Tube Screamer in the front end of the amp. Okay. And so you can't really run, because you wouldn't run like modulation pedals into drive pedals and then into an amp. No, and that's essentially, right. So you have to run your modulation pedals through the effects loop. But the, the, people, the people I think that would buy that are... I mean, it was for metal players, and and like you know, you've. I don't know if it's for metal players. Well, uh, not uh, like shredders, and you know, like um, like Joss Allen at, yes. at the shop. If if you ever ask him about his pedal board, is he doesn't have one. He just has a TS9. Right. And it's the and I think a lot of players, a lot of shredders like that, do just have like there's there's no effect pedals there a lot of the time. It is yeah, just but isn't a, that because they're doing everything through Axe Effects or uh, I guess through so, yeah. like DV multi amps and stuff? So but before all that stuff it's all came really along, triggered, isn't it? Well, before that stuff came along, it was very much like weirdly the go to pedal. Like was what, to get nine. Yeah, to I think get, it still is. Yeah, well, get a nine or an eight and eight. eight. Eight oh eight, and then run it. The mid nineties one. Do you remember the mid nineties one when it was in a plastic box? Sound tank. Uh, yeah, there was a sound tank, and there was also a version in the same. Well, we always talk about it. The LF seven mm. uh, that was called Tone Lock. I think it was like a TS seven or something. Right. Um, yeah, I mean they've done loads of different things, but yeah, metal players would get one of those and then run it in front of a drive channel, um, and then use it for solos. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a go-to, metal, weirdly a go-to metal pedal as well. So. But I think that's just because it's a, you know, it's the thing about Tube Scream is they are very adaptable. You know, they, yep. uh, my only slight concern with a Tube Scream is quite often, like, you know what it is immediately. It's not particularly transparent. Do you no, know what I mean? Like, you can hear, it, hear sa- a Tube Screamer. But the sound is great. Yeah. So, but... um. But yeah, other than this guitar that Joe really, really loved, that I wasn't, oh, that I understandably wasn't that into. You were a fool. It was, it was amazing. That is the coolest guitar I've ever seen. I knew you'd like it. I knew you'd like it. I kind of didn't want to send it to Do you. You know, the only thing I, I wasn't sure was that everything was such attention to detail. You know, a, we matching pedal. We go for a matching a, headstock. A, a matching headstock. We go for a, a chrome snakeskin yeah. hard case. You would want the case. A to little be. a little slot for the for the pedal in the hard case. A plaque saying what number. Like that's all super attention to detail. And then it comes to the actual interior of the case. Oh, it's just like 
just like crimson. No, like I red. quite like the cut. It was I just the standard. I was like, why isn't yeah, this neon green? Because it would detract away from the finish no. of the instrument. But why not make the outside of the case the same colour as the guitar? I oh, reckon. Or the inside of the case, so you're never sure quite where to pick it up. Camo. <laughs> I, I can imagine, I can understand why they wouldn't do the case, because, like, it would definitely get nicked. Yeah, well, Immediately. True. Yeah. Like you take that to, I mean, you take that to a gig. Someone will. I mean, they probably won't get very far because if you're playing it's that reflective. guitar, yeah, you're. You know, everyone at your gig is going to be wearing black. Yeah, and so they will definitely see you running away with the neon case. But that that will definitely get nicked. Hundred percent. I'm just trying to think of other guitar and pedal manufacturers. How about when? When does this? podcast go up by the way Sorry, uh, Wednesday I'll, I'll put this a picture of it up on Wednesday after it goes okay. up go cool. on, uh, cool. carry on uh, we'll go up Tuesday ish Tuesday night so okay. do, do it tomorrow night Vox um, <clears throat> Vox what were you thinking of sorry Um, guitar uh, manufacturers that also make pedals that you could include in the case I'll right. tell you what I want I'll tell you what I want I want a Dan Electro DC 59 yeah best one with a Dan Electro real echo built into the case and so you have to but like I want it to I don't want it to be a pedal I want it to be an echo and I want the case to be the tape loop okay that works so that I def- definitely doesn't work no it definitely would never work but, but Dan Electro Dan Electro Real Echo I, I think I might I think I need to buy a Real Echo why don't you own one uh, because I've got real echoes <laughs> yeah fair enough but R- they are R-E-A-L really and R-E-E-L and really not very they expensive they are not very expensive I think they've been discontinued now though yeah, yeah they have yeah. Um, I think I might buy one though I think I've been thinking about just sort of buying loads of pedals echo like like tape echo pedals again getting back into it so I sold what do you I mean sold- getting back into it you still own all of the tape echoes that you owned for yeah but like I've not bought anything new for a while that's true like I bought, I suppose Have you I, sold all your stuff yet? I sold um, uh, both amps have gone. Oh, the Vox has gone. The Vox has gone. Um, I am just waiting for which you know one of my mates took it and it, heartbreaking. As he walked out the door with it, I was like, "This is a mistake. This is definitely a mistake." But I'm also a, a pretty firm believer in like you know, and uh, this is perhaps me going off on it a little bit again, but like any decision that you make at the time is the right decision and so even if like if it's the right decision at the time it's the right decision and so like maybe in a couple of years time I'll be like God, I shouldn't have sold that amp absolutely that's, real... absolutely. that's 100% what you're going to say yeah, yeah oh yeah I'm sure it is and I'll be like oh, I really shouldn't have sold that amp but right now it's the right choice because I'm going to sell that and I'm going to get a little Blackstar amp that I'll be able to use at home and I'll actually be able to play guitar at home whereas at the moment I cannot play guitar at home and it's a bit rubbish because I'm sort of falling away you know because at work I don't get to play guitar because I'm really busy all the time and I come home and I can't play guitar because my amp's too big but not an issue because I don't have any pick amps anymore let me tell you about a little amp called Defender Blues Junior yeah I, I have been thinking about getting a Blues Junior but again I think I mean, you've been in my flat. It's I, I don't think I could play it in there because I've got laminate floors. The walls are paper thin. Yeah. I, I think it would be too loud. Um, and I think I just... What I want to get is... What I really want to do is if I'm playing if I'm playing live, I want a Supersonic again. And I will... I'm, I'm, I reckon I'll buy a Supersonic again because my one breaking was rubbish. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have sold that. I wouldn't have, like... I mean, I probably should use the money I'm getting for the one of these amps to buy a, a Supersonic again. But I'm just gonna—I'm hold fire again. I think I'm gonna get that and just get loads of get, get pedals, loads of pedals again. I've set up my um, so I, I'm really into how it looks at the moment. What I've done is I've set up my—I've uh, got my um, Space Echo. So where where I had my record player and the amp for my record player, it was in the middle of my like record desk unit thing. Right. And so I've got the. Uh, record player on top of the um, hi-fi amp right. on top of the space echo send pics so it's like a centerpiece yeah we need some pictures yeah I'll, I'll put that up it looks wicked so I'm really and I've got the space in my record like display unit which would I know will fit the little black star amp I'm going to have it all wired up ready to go so I'm not even going to plug into the amp I'm always just going to plug into the space echo alright I'm into that so Dan Armstrong Ampeg bass nice. oh yeah yeah in the case 
Ampeg oh, nice. Scrambler. Yeah. You know the Scrambler's on the new preamp? Yes. So I hear. It's in the new combos as well, isn't it? The little wedge. I mean, they're not super I mean, it's new, but the best if we don't talk about those. But the uh, <laughs> the, um, the the actual the, what could the you mean, Joe? Is... The Ampeg name being slapped on something that's perhaps not such good quality at a budget price. <laughs> do you think there's anyone at Ampeg who actually have anything no, to do with Ampeg? Clearly, anymore? no one works there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, as much as I love them, yeah, they're not um, old Ampegs. Yeah, uh, you know the new stuff's not blowing me away. Joe Branton, what have you been up to this week? Um, this week I've um, oh I tell you what I'm doing I'm going to after this is um, uh, this this Friday my uh, my girlfriend has a, um, a, a a solo gig she's uh, she's been doing this sort of synthy uh, one person solo project with like several synthesizers do a plug what's loopers. it called uh, it's called for the love of pipes or okay. FTLOP but footlop. Uh, Footlopper, yeah. Footlopper. Um, Foot, does she work in Footlopper? <laughs> she does, yeah. Essentially, yes. Yeah. She's just it's just handing out flyers for Footlocker. Really. But, <laughs> but, uh, but no, she uh, in, she so to keep for, it interesting for the love of pipes. Yes, for the love of pipes. But yeah, for, um, to keep it interesting, she's been trying to do every single solo show uh, with a rearrangement of her of of the songs that she's written and recorded. And for this one, she's asked if I can to keep jump it interesting in. for who? For well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to keep it interesting for her. For her, yeah. Is she not so. really into the songs that she's written? So she has to no, rearrange well, them. Well, she's she's only written three, and right. um, and then she just they're does... probably all fifteen minutes long, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah, no, I think they're they're average out about six minutes each. But she um, oh, and yeah, then, then fill, fills out the rest of the time with two different covers that she does each time. Um, does she do? You Call can me can maybe. Go your own way. Oh by no, Fleetwood she Mac. should do that one. No, she did. Uh, she did my girl by the National. At the last one, and the one Talking before that, she did that Cindy Lauper song that was a Prince my song girl. before it was a Cindy Lauper song. What one was that? I've absolutely no idea. Okay, it doesn't matter. I want to dance one. with somebody. <laughs> No, is it that? No, no, it wasn't. I'd like to hear a Prince version. That of would be a good job. I think she's doing um, a Brian Adams one at this one on Friday. Is it Summer of '69? Summer of '69. No, no, it's not. It's an, a different one. I she don't know. She should do one. a cover of Ryan Adams doing a cover of Taylor Swift. Yes, uh, she's actually that was one of the options. Yeah, she's really into that record. Really, see, I, I, I've not listened to it the whole way through, but I listened to a couple of the tracks, and I was expecting to be really, really into it because that last Ryan Adams record, I've never really been into Ryan Adams, but that last one was really good because it was really fast, really cool, short like oh, garage God, punk songs. Such a limited like, really, appreciation no, it was of really music. Good. It was really, really good. And then I thought. Oh yeah, okay, cool. This is going to be great. This is going to be like you were expecting me first in the Gimme Gimmies. <laughs> see, definitely not. Like I wouldn't have been into that in the slightest. But I thought it might be sort of cool, sort of maybe like lo-fi garagey thing. And it was just, no. I don't know. I just wasn't too into. Fair it. enough. Because nineteen eighty nine is a great record. Yeah, it's a I, great record. I do still think I prefer the Taylor Swift uh, yeah. version. But um, so anyway, mm. anyway, yeah, sorry. Sorry. you're doing sorry. a gig. Yeah, yeah. So she uh, she asked if she could have um, some baritone guitar on it. So I don't own a baritone guitar. So I'm taking down the bass six, and actually, it's ended up just by uh, you know, by virtue of what keys she's written in. I'll be capoing in, into F sharp um, for for the bulk of the set on the bass six and and playing chords. So I'm taking down that and a Vox AC15. And um, do you own that? No, I don't. Okay, no, I don't. You're gonna be borrowing. Um, one. I am borrowing one. That's okay. right. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking about buying one. Okay. I like. I really. This will be t- test drive. Yeah, tonight is a test drive because I'm really in. I think if I was a guitarist, just rehearsing, just rehearsing. So right. yeah. So uh, borrow the. It'll be the first time I've used the AC15. So right. I'm bringing down a Boss ME70. Yeah. Good choice. In case I need anything, because I'm because I'm not a guitarist. So I, yeah. I, I do have loads of pedals. I have boxes of pedals that would be suitable. But I thought it was easier to just bring an ME70. So I'm bringing that down in case I need anything. But I think. The reason I've gone for the AC15 is because I was like, right, this sort of thing. I'm thinking baritone guitar. I don't know what she's going to ask me to play yet, but baritone guitar and you're on a 12 inch speaker. She's really into it. It will be. I think she wants to do sort of Lana Del Rey style arrangements. Okay. Of the song, so I'm so I was trying to think about that sort of type of music, and like she's been listening to a lot of uh, Last of the Shadow Puppets, the solo project by the front guy from. Um, the Arctic Monkeys, okay, um, which is very very sixties 
um, right uh, style and uh, so I'm, I was thinking the only the two effects I'll probably need are loads of reverb and loads of tremolo I mean, if, right. if you want that. AC15 can give me both of those without me having to have anything on the floor. AC15 doesn't have tremolo. Oh, doesn't it? Oh, I thought it did. Don't think so. Pretty sure AC15 has only got reverb. Okay, well, I have the ME70 as a yeah, as a, as a backup. So, um, one thing: what have you? Is that the only reason you've gone for the 15? Because for what you're, I also really like the look of Voxes. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking the 10. Have you tried the AC10? No. Would it do gigs as well? I think so. Do you think yeah, it could I mean, handle a baritone guitar? It's 10-inch speaker, so it's not a 12-inch speaker, um, and it's digital reverb rather than right. a um, rather than a proper reverb tank. So the end of the world, done correctly. Is yeah, yeah absolutely. It's not and I think it sounds so really good. What, I think what would be the in defence of it? Because I mean, both of those are, you know, even if it's done well, that's still something worse than having a proper reverb. Surely, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I would still go. I would still go. Um, is it just? Is it just money? Is the AC ten cheaper than a the AC ten? Cheaper. It's a lot smaller. Right. It's only a ten inch speaker rather than a twelve inch speaker. Fifteen's not that big, is it? They are still a bit unwieldy. Oh really? They yeah. Are, I mean, they they're not big amps. They're not AC thirty unwieldy, but yeah. they're. God, oh, I didn't. I didn't realise how bad AC thirties were until I was. Well, how heavy they are. Yeah. Until, oh my word. Just I'm, because that's I, one of the reasons I'm glad I got rid of mine. I've never really had much to do with them until I was like doing some depth work last week with. Um, with the mates function band and they play an AC30 and I had to like move one two that's why there's two handles on the I, top I, I had three. no idea three handles one in the middle two either side one if you're feeling strong or two if you want to use both hands one um, if you're me two if you're Mark I did use I, I went for the Mark approach okay the two handles yeah, yeah. it was ridiculous good <laughs> um, anything else that you've been, uh, been playing this week anything else that's caught your eye um well, actually, yes. Um, I uh, oh, there is tremolo on an AC. There is tremolo. Oh, there you go. Well, that's good. I hope people Sorry, li- listen through to this podcast before sort of writing off their purchases of AC15s on account just cut of off your at that point. misinformation. As soon as God Jay says, "Damn it, no trems," burp, just cut off. Um, yeah, I did some other stuff. Um, I um, I went and checked out loads of Ashdown stuff. Okay. Um, Tell us about that because we so, we talk about Ashdown a bit on here, but I think uh, not too much. We usually talk Orange mm-hmm. or uh, Fender Bassman, that's right, um, or Mark Bass. So no, we don't talk. Mark we Bass. do. We love Mark Bass. No, I do not. Mark Bass the best. I, I don't understand why you don't like Mark Bass, Joe. Because they don't sound like amplifiers. They I sound mean, great. If you they want, do. If you want your bass to sound like a trumpet, then I think they Mark Bass are probably the, the best place to go. I've got something to say about that in a minute, but continue your story. All right, all right, all right. Uh, no, Mark Bass are great if you're into, if you need to put a lot of digital sounding drive in front of it. Carry on. Uh, okay. <laughs> Your story. <laughs> um, yeah, so Ashdown have changed the only thing I didn't like about Ashdown. Okay. So the 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 thing with the thing with uh, Ashdown amps is the way their input worked. Okay. Um, on their amps, uh, they tried to make everything on their amplifiers usable, including the input. So, for example, like most, a lot of guitarists suffer from twelve o'clock syndrome, which is a fear of pushing anything past twelve o'clock. Okay. Well, certainly the concept that if you're pushing something past twelve o'clock, you're probably uh, you're probably uh, you know damaging the amplifier in in, in some way. I, I don't suffer from that. No, you don't. No, you, but but of course you you you. Both of you are in punk bands, and you do damage amplifiers regularly. Yeah. Um, but uh, but most people have sort of a bit of an awareness. Like <clears throat> if you bought an amp and to gig it, you had to have it on volume eight or nine. You'd think, well, this amp isn't loud enough for what I need. Sure, a, a lot of people. Oh, it depends on the like amp that. and the player, I guess. True, yeah. true. But but I think that is, is is quite a common thing. And certainly, if we were to take Orange for example, I couldn't push my Obi One past four. On on the volume, yeah. like four is gigable, like, and I play in a loud band, and I think realistically, if I was on six or seven, I would be in serious, like, blowing up this amp sure. territory. Really? Because I used your amp, <clears throat> yeah, live on six or seven. I think I maybe had it on eight. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't believe you had it on that. Admittedly, I have. Um, an EQ pedal and a compressor that both boost the volume from the floor before it goes. I mean, I was using a Sans amp and a Boss BB1X, and the 
in effect harmonic percolator okay well n- none I, I, yeah it was really loud <laughs> it was really really and I, the first so when I used it I was going through a SVT uh, 6x10 right the classic 6x10 I think it was and um, whilst I was like I was I the, the amp was on the stage and I stood on the floor um, and despite the fact that I was directly in front of it I still was like I uh, can still hear the guitar a little bit too much <laughs> should I turn down uh, should I turn up or whatever and not because and not because I'm like oh yeah bass you need to hear me you need to hear me because when I play a show usually I've got my like promoter hat on so I'm like no no everybody needs to be equal and um I mean more it's that you can hear your own bass playing <laughs> yeah I guess so but um but yeah I didn't think they were fair enough fair like enough that much maybe like, I don't know. May, maybe in that case a bad example but my point nonetheless is that a lot of amps when they're when they're hitting around halfway they really should be at gigable level which yeah. leaves the oh, question easily, of yeah. how much more volume is there to go on this and how much of it is actually usable and the thing that Ashdown have always gone with is if you were to turn their inputs to 10 that is the loudest usable volume it has as in Ashdown encourage players oh, to so use wind, all of that wind it all up yeah basically. why not wind it up you know you don't need to go louder than this but this is the loudest usable volume and the problem is a lot of people are plugging in oranges and ampegs and things like that where the gigable volume is less than halfway yeah and then on an ashdown they're having to go around to eight or nine and everyone's like ashdown are quiet and that was always my oh yeah i kind uh, of always thought that as well like there yeah. never seems to be enough about them there's never enough like Absolutely. body to the sound yeah exactly and it's because we apply the same we put the the knobs in the same place even though they need to be cranked a little bit yeah more. like you'd never like you say going past 12 o'clock is always a bit uh you need to be just be a bit wary of it yeah exactly um, but but that is essentially this was something that orange uh, that uh ashdown were always that they were fine with that and that was their thing and they didn't understand why other companies would make amps with volume levels that were essentially unusable and actually if you think about it like that it makes perfect sense but the fact is and what Ashton have now come around to is that just is how everyone else makes their amps so yeah. they're going to do that the same way so okay. their new um, ABM series they've discontinued the ABM 900 and introduced the ABM 1200 um, uh, which uh, I would never advise getting something of that sort of wattage level because it means you're always going to have to bring your own cab because you're going to have to have something very high powered in order. Sure, but to mind you, it. though, if you're running to like uh, eight ohms, true, it's going to be at like, down to seven. But you know, it's still sort of it's seven hundred watts. Still something that has, um, uh, you know, it, it, that can take seven hundred watts is you're getting on to sort of six ten eight ten yeah. territory. Um, but would you need a would you need that larger amp if you weren't running at that, you know, if you didn't have that that size cab anyway? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that that's a good point, yeah. I mean, it's kind of um, designed for people that are probably headlining and are not sharing cabs, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, you say that, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it is about £1,500 for the head, but I still, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I just think that they also do the ABM 600, basically, which is yeah. there which is 600 watts and now for the first time has all that volume that you're never going to use but it means that the rotary controls work in the same way that right, we, okay. that that we expect sense. them to yeah it makes sense okay. um, which is great so I, I just think the, the improvement they made to the range is really really good and um, I was um, I I popped down to um, to Ashdown to the Ashdown factory how with, was it? Um, yeah really cool okay. when did you do that? because it's uh, last week last Friday night I think alright oh, yeah, Friday um, night's alright uh, hmm. I'm sorry man thanks for the invite, the, uh, right, so, invite. did you take some pictures maybe put them up on the group uh, no I didn't okay actually. brilliant well, um, they gave you loads of free booze then yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is true yeah. uh, no um um uh, Weird that you're talking about them so positively. <laughs> no, well, I mean, the, I mean, you know, the, the lines we were doing. No, the uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the new the lines, product lines, the new yeah. product lines. Uh, no, we, um, I, 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 I actually, I was only down there to uh, make it clear you didn't get any drugs. <laughs> yeah, Ashdown were not serving us drugs. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Ashland Factory. Um... No, there really weren't. And no, that's you, like, everything that really does it was it down here. the pub afterwards. <laughs> everything you say sounds sarcastic. So, um, to make it clear, 100%, I'll say it because people actually believe me, there were no drugs. So... <laughs> um, Even your pause there made it seem suspicious. So... Uh, I, I was only down there because oh why where did I eat well no was. why are you on this podcast right, oh I see <laughs> so Dan Beasley who's the guitarist in a band called Cleft was um, down there to have a chat with them um, about uh, he he's endorsed by Hayden who are obviously part of the same company as Ashdown okay <laughs> are you okay I was <laughs> I just wish Matt was here <laughs> and. Uh, so um, yeah, he, um, Dan from uh, from Clef was down there to talk about his new Hayden rig because they're making him something quite special. They gave him a couple of one twelve Hayden cabs when he was down to go with his Mofo thirty that he has, and they've upgraded his Mofo thirty, changed some valves in it. But um, they also um, they're making him like a um, a fifteen inch guitar cab. Cool. Okay. Um, because it, they're a two-piece, and he does, uh, they, they also supply him with like a bass preamp that he runs everything into. So okay. he has a has like an ABY pedal that links through to a um, uh, like a micropog and and uh, and the the bass preamp, which until he's always run through the front of house, and then had the rest of his pedal board going through his two twelve uh, until recently Harley Benton cab. <laughs> and his, his ha- yeah, I know his Hayden head, but now he's endorsed. They've given him two, two one twelve cabs, and then he's uh, and he's running the mofo through that. But they're making him a fifteen inch guitar cab so he can start running his bass signal okay. into the cab from um, on stage. My, my problem with that is I have never, s- I, I have only seen a couple of bands ever. Without a bass player, sound like they've they got a bass player. A, they've got a bass player. Do you know what I mean? Like two you all, pieces. You always notice it. You like Japan Droids, like really cool, like decent band on record. Couple of like wicked songs, a lot of filler, but like a couple of like really really good songs. I've seen them. I've seen them a couple of times. I saw them in a small venue about five years ago. No, probably a bit longer than that. But they. Um, I just thought they sounded rubbish. And then a couple of years ago, I saw them at the Haunt in uh-huh. Brighton, which is 350 and is a, like a, a big sort of cavernous type venue. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, sounded so rubbish. The fella was running his guitar into, he had two twins, um, an SVT and a 8x10 and two Thunderverbs, I think with two orange PPC 212s. So he was running a lot of amps and it still just sounded like 
a fella and his mate. I think you're right. so much better to go the other way if you're a two-piece. Get a base, be a bass player yeah. and go octave up. Yeah, mm. I, yeah. I agree. But I agree. Maybe, and, and, and I might agree with you if I hadn't heard Clef, <laughs> but, but I think that they very, very much do okay. feel... Um, uh, I mean, so much so that they're actually... Um, in the uh, the music festival awards, I think I don't know if they've got a special. Oh, the name. MFA is that what they're called? I've absolutely no, no idea. Okay, <laughs> um, there, there is there is some music festival association awards, and they're up for um, for best performance alongside Royal Blood. Okay, so is it the festival of music festival of two piece bands <laughs> awards? No, no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, totally different festivals. I think Royal Blood are probably up for Reading or something like that. And, and is this an award ceremony for best festival performance? Yeah, yeah. No, but it's like there's best festival. There's you know there's best grassroots festival, best new festival. Um, That's you know, not there's a gonna job. Be best, it's, it's lots of things, and one of the things on there is um, is yeah, best uh, best new Two-piece. band or something like that. And I think Royal Blood are up there. Uh, Wolf Alice I saw them in the listings and then uh, Clefta are in okay. there as well no polymath no no no, <laughs> no there's too many we did play too many that. fellas in the band yeah, yeah you <laughs> got only two many, pieces yeah. yeah 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 exactly good stuff well I've literally no idea how we got to 32 minutes into the podcast um, this week I've played absolutely no guitar because I've I've got a tendon pulley injury what? Indeed. I was, How did uh, you pull your tendon? Rock climbing. Without me. <clears throat> See, Jay doesn't come along to rock climbing, and I try something adventurous, and uh, yeah, I basically heard a really loud popping sound from my middle finger as I uh, grabbed onto a hold. I'm not there to say, mm, shouldn't try that, That mate. looks a little far, actually, mate. Yeah, so, anyway. um, so uh, yeah, I tried playing guitar earlier before you guys came around, and I literally can't fret chords. Really? Yeah. That's bad. Cause... And that's different from normal... Go away. Um, I want to go on Saturday, so... I want to go climbing. Yeah, yeah I can't do to. it. Um, my finger is swollen up. But Joe, what are you doing on Saturday? Oh, I'm going rock climbing. Don't oh, take excellent. him climbing. Useless. I was good. Definitely not. Um, but what I have done is uh, I've list- been list- listening to a lot of music this week. Um, the new Ordinary Boys album... Yes. Oh, I saw you post on this. I'm not... We can't talk about it's this. Really it's really good. It's so good. It's really it's good. It's really good. If you are looking for a new kind of guitar focused album to um don't listen to him people have a listen to the ordinary boys record is really really good it's like nothing like their old stuff um it's just kind of like nice guitar based like garage rock i would say yeah it's um, really good it's been it was produced by um mj from hookworms he's recorded it and and just basically just put space echo on everything i've noticed that there's a lot of like yeah. there's one song in particular that's really poppy like yeah. uh, just like garage rock like sounds a bit like beach boysy bit ramonesy and then in the in the kind of periphery yeah. of the stereo image there's just like something just going yeah it just, it's just, just loads of space it's echo just space echo isn't yeah. it yeah sounds great it's a, it's a, it, it is a really good record i was never that into them um, bass sounds good as well. Bass sounds really good. Uh-huh. Jazz bass with some drive, um, or you know, just a cranked up amp. I think you'd be uh, you'd be into it. So um, it's really good. It's it's a really good record. I was uh, along that sort of thing. I was trying to find. I was like, I listened to that a couple of days ago, and I was like, someone else recommended um, after after seeing like a couple of comments on the internet about the the new Ordinary Boys record. I uh, someone else recommended the new Tellison LP who I haven't listened to for a really, really long time. And I listened to that record today, and it is also not bad. Not as good as the Ordinary Boys record, but cool, like, again, cool, like, sort of guitar-y, like, there's some weird time signatures in there that I didn't really understand. Uh, but, yeah. Joe yeah, will probably Joe, get that Joe bit. switched off. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I did, yeah. The um, the only other record that I've listened to, because I haven't been able to play any guitar, is Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavoured Water <laughs> by Limp Bizkit. I've been alternating between that and Ordinary Boys, um, because that record's ridiculous it's utterly ridiculous the guitar sound in it all the way through doesn't sound like a guitar in any way did you see um, the article this week that Tim C from no last week from Rage Against the Machine um, put out in this interview he put out an, he put out a public apology for, for inspiring Limp Biscuit. and um, did you hear what happened since then I assume you're talking about the spiral um, well, so so the the after that, the rest of the interview was released where he 
claimed apparently he claimed that also he um, ISIS didn't exist uh, and the moon landings didn't happen. So all of this happened in the same interview. This makes me like Limbiscuit even more. They, they didn't. They didn't. The moon landings didn't happen. <laughs> oh. oh come on! They definitely <laughs> didn't. Happen. <laughs> You're awful. Conspiracy um, the, cast. But yeah. So after after Tim C apologised for Limbiscuit, the next thing I saw was an Onion article which had. Um, Adam from the Beastie Boys yeah, apologising yeah. for Rage Against the Machine, which I just thought was absolutely beautiful. Who apologises for the Beastie Boys? Uh, there is someone. Someone is apologising. Yeah, HR. That's it. Yeah. It's oh, is there? Brains. Is there a follow yeah, up? It, yeah. Is there? Yeah. But then who apologised for Bad Brains? Um, the from my the Rock. The Rock. <laughs> the Rock. Rocky Maivia in the, the, the Scorpion King. The People's Champion. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Should we do some questions? Because I feel this is disintegrated. Question. First up, Michael says, My current setup is a Blackstar ID100. Oh, we didn't have any news. There is no news. There's news. No- so, the plan for this week, and we should talk about why we've been, ga- you know, um, just chatting for so long, is that uh, Matt was going to come on. Matt has played all of the new Gibson 2016s, so we were going to do a whole podcast about that. Then his builder thing happened, so he can't One be here. So, next week... We're going to talk uh, about Gibson stuff. The week after, we're going to be talking a lot about pedals. Um, pedal special uh, with some... So we need your questions. Firstly, next week for the Gibson 2016 cast. The week after for a, a pedal-heavy episode. Um, yeah, so send in stuff on the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Um, but let's do some general questions for now. Michael says, my current setup is a Blackstar ID100, uh, a Boss NS2, Ibanez TS9, Boss TU3, Ibanez guitar. I've recently purchased a Boss AC3 and I'm wondering if there's any way whatsoever to bypass the acoustic simulator so when I'm playing with distortion, I can go straight into the AC3 clean by just pressing it. Not sure if that's possible, uh, but any help would be appreciated. Now, what I think he's saying is that he wants a separate loop yeah. for the AC3. Um, could you do that with the Blackstar ID100? Does that have an effects loop? I, I mean, don't think no, so. It, no, he'd, he'd need to have something. If by with distortion, it was just the TS9, but not on the actual drive channel... Yeah. Of the amplifier, he wouldn't be able to do it. So, what my thinking is that maybe he's running the ID100 clean yeah. and then getting the distortion from the TS9. I hope that's what he's doing. Because if he's doing that, then it's easy enough. All you need is an ABY. Do you need an ABY? Surely you need you'd two, need two ABYs. ABYs to come back in because you'd split the signal going out and then you'd split it. Coming, then you'd need to reconnect yeah. it going yeah, back into right, the app. Yeah. But I don't you could. Th- I don't think it has an effects loop. So, so you need to go. Difficult. So, if you're going guitar to tuner, you want you probably want that in the loop. Then TS9, then NS2, then amp. Yeah, you'd need to have two. There's eight. no way you could do it with. There's no way you could do it with by just pushing one button. What you would need to do is have. Unless you had a Boss ES8, um, which probably isn't the... It's probably a bit overkill for this situation. Um, You would need to have a... um, You'd need to have two two loops going where you would have... um, Oh, crikey. Yeah, no, there's no way you could do it just by pushing one, but you could do it by pushing two. What you could do is um, get something... A company like Bright Onion Pedals to maybe make... A loop switcher, so a dual loop switcher. So you could effectively go guitar into the bright onion, yeah, which would yeah. then have one output going into the amp, but then switch between two effects loops. Yeah. So the one loop would have all your distortion pedals in it, or you know your um, TS9 and the uh, NS2, and then on the B side, loop, you'd have the, you'd have the AC3. the AC3. Yeah, that's the only way you could do it. I can't think of anything that's got a through signal and two effects loop to essentially effects loops built in. You was, um, yeah, because you need to create two separate you need loops. To, yeah, two separate loops. Yeah, the only other way you could do it is um, to have 
for example, the, the cheapest the cheapest one would be probably the uh, like electroharmonic switchblade, switchblade plus plus, um, which has got uh, the through signal and a loop, I think, and you would you would put the you'd put the Boss AC3 in the loop, and then you just have to turn on that as well as turning off. If the switch the, to it once, I tell you what could do yeah. it. I think. Um, Boss LS2 line selector, which I think will allow you to set up two separate loops. Does it let you set up two and separate switch loops? between? Yeah, I think maybe you're right actually. Yeah, maybe you're right, and that would. Yeah, I think that does have two separate loops. LS2 uh, is certainly worth looking into. If not, someone like Bright Onion could always make yeah, like custom made something for you. I think I think you're right. I think the LS2 would do it. The only thing there is that you can't turn it off. You would have to. You could only switch between the two, or actually, there might be an option where you can go off A B. Yeah. Okay. So you can switch. You can switch between three. I think you're right, but yeah, that's the only slight limitation is you can't switch between. You could either. I think there's. I think there's a way of setting it up where you could either go um, through. But by the sounds of things, there's only two sounds, so it doesn't matter if. So it would just be switching between one or yeah, two. Yeah, so you'd switch between loop A and loop B. Yeah, that would do it. That's that. Yeah, that's a that's a very good shout, Mark Packham. Joe says, "Hey, yes. I, not you, another Joe." Joe says, "Hey, I need some advice. I have two electrics: an Epiphone Les Paul standard and an Epiphone ES three three nine. I appear to have a grounding problem with the three three nine. I took it to my local shop, and they had fixed it, but there's still a slight problem. Whenever I touch the hardware, no matter what I'm going through, I get a popping slash clicking sound." I've tried it through three different amps and a PA and tried it, the amps in different places and nothing changes. Try this with the Les Paul and no problems. I'm certain it's the guitar, but not sure if it's a grounding or interference. If anyone has any advice or any idea of what's wrong, would be appreciated. Joe Branton, any thoughts? Um, well, I mean, you know, yes, it's, it's, it's going to be a grounding issue. Um, if it's Is it, though, if it's a popping... Yeah, that, that is the only thing that's out. quite a weird... I mean, that's that's not how I've... Certainly how I've ever heard Ground, grounding issues Grounding before. sounds like buzz, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. It tends and to then be, when you but t- when you touch it, but it when you does touch sort of go, it, it sort of gives you like a static click. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I've had this with lots of guitars um, and just ignored it to be honest because it doesn't make that sound when you're actually playing and it's it's never normally that much of a a sort of sound yeah and i have to say i mean i mean i guess it, you know he said that he's played it through different amps and stuff i mean for example you know you guys will all know we have a rehearsal studio called brian electric which is a big converted mansion into like 10 rooms and some of the wiring in there it's I know because my drummer I, did most of it and he has no electrical qualifications whatsoever that's good <laughs> probably uh, say that on the podcast I, um, I've had an electric shock many times off the microphone in there yeah exactly it's bad isn't it and and you know sometimes in there I'll get sort of those those that issue off of my hardware but won't get it somewhere else I mean assume I, if he says he's tried lots of different amps then they weren't all plugged into the same four so, way yeah, in the yeah. same place so I guess he has tried Different places, which would suggest it's a grounding issue from the guitar more than anything else. I mean, grounding I'm, issues are very easy to solve. Sorry, are they? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I I had an issue. I had quite a bad grounding issue with my P bass, and um, the only way that um, my tech was able to get rid of it was he um, he lined the underside of my scratch plate. It's called shielding, and that's with, why with I, copper wire, yeah. with copper pla- um, like copper paper. It doesn't have to be copper paper. You can do it with tin foil. Oh, but, really? Uh, yeah, it's uh, which um, I would have thought it was a very cheap and easy thing to do. Yeah. It costs, it's about 20 quid for a tech to do that sort yeah, of yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So mine was done with all that, but I've it's had still, that done myself, it still yeah. wasn't, oh, really? wasn't 100%. I mean, I th- he like grounded everything. And uh, and it's okay now. I mean, there's still a bit of buzz, but you know, as I said earlier, I play through through drive pedals, so mm. I don't really care too yeah, much. It's like you know, not, it's, not always it's, the end of the world. I, I think it's to a certain degree. I think if there's a bit of grounding, it, it might not always be solvable. I don't know unless you have a complete rewire. That's it. I've always thought of shielding a scratch plate as being the solution for it. Yeah. So if you're saying that you had a scratch plate shielded and it didn't deal with it 100, percent then I guess maybe. I've just been very lucky. But yeah, yeah. I, I think having the underside of scratch plates shielded certainly for bass guitars is a very common thing. Yeah, I know we're we're not talking about a bass guitar here, but um, um, and I, I don't know exactly know where you'd do that on a three three nine actually. 
I guess on the, the underside the of thing. the controls. Oh, God, yeah. how could you even There's get there? There's a lot there? in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you'd be able to do it on a 339. Yeah. There must be a way of shielding them because, you know, high-end ones must be shielded better than... Well, I well, no, they're, they're just not, like they're just really high-quality wiring. Quality, uh, yeah, better quality components, to be honest. So what's the option then? Maybe just live with it or strip out the wiring? <sighs> That's a big job in a 339. Yeah. It's a really big job in a 339 because the only access points... Are the F-holes? Are the F-holes, yeah. That's a, that's a very, very big job. I'm not sure the answer to that. I think it, it really varies from guitar to guitar. I think it might be worth trying, um, like, um, maybe have a look at, maybe go down the pedal route of doing it. Maybe try not to, if you can't if you can't cut it out of the source, maybe try and eliminate it from the... Yeah, but if it's not buzzing all of the time, if it's just when think, you touch the hardware, you get that weird like... No, you get, that's when it stops because you're grounding it. But he's saying when he touches it, he's getting a clicking on like a... Only because that's when the static is discharging. Yeah, I guess, yeah. You know, that's what that, that's what that sound is. But then is. if that's it's the this... problem, a noise gate won't cut that out because that's as loud as the guitar signal, I'd imagine. Really? I would imagine I that when so. you touch the hardware, it gives off a quite a loud right, pop. Okay. I would say um, maybe get it to a tech who has got some more experience uh, in this. Like, Obviously, you've taken it to your local shop, but maybe have a look around and see if there's any more available local guitar techs. Uh, maybe just get a second opinion on it. Um, it's a bit difficult to diagnose without hearing yeah. it, really. Um, and obviously, on a 339, it's a little bit more difficult to uh, sort than if it was on a telly for example so let's do sorry sorry yeah yeah um it, like i say seek another text if they can help you out let's do one more question uh william says oh man i've been looking at daryl's question and trying to think of names but i couldn't really daryl's question's great i think we're going to attack that on the patreon oh, okay um william says i have a marshall jvn J- jvm and i'm using effects loop for my pedals to take advantage of the foot switch so i can drop effects in smoothly but when using the effects loop, I don't get the same le- level of effect as when I plug straight into the uh, plug the effects straight into the front. I tried changing the level on on the pedals and the effects level on the amp, but it just isn't giving me what I want. For example, the delay pedal is barely audible. Any help appreciated? I read this question and I read the responses on it, and the general consensus on the group is: I so I've never owned a JVM. Um, but there's a bunch of people on the group who have owned JVMs yeah. and the general consensus is the effects loop on the JVM just isn't very good. Okay, I did um, not know that. That. Was, that was what the general consensus is. I, I mean, I, like I say, I've never owned one, so I don't know. Um, and I've never sort of experienced it because I always just put pedals through the front end. Um, I would say that if you're using a JVM, the likelihood is, and now I realise I'm being a little bit Sort of, I'm generalising somewhat here, but if you're using a JVM, the likelihood is is that you're probably using a bit of gain, yeah, and therefore it probably. And again, forgive me, I people will probably be yelling at me here. It probably doesn't matter too much how clean those trails are from your delay pedal, sure. And therefore, try through if just go through the front end. You know, yeah. there's you get a lot of drive, especially when you get up to the red settings on those on those JVMs. You get a awful lot of drive through them an awful lot of drive and they they do sound very very compressed and so i don't think it will affect it will affect the effect too much good if you're um you know if you're going through the front end you are still you know it's, it's going to be it, it won't sound as clean as if you were going through the loop but if you're not getting the right sound from the loop you know those depending on which jvm you go for you've got to bear in mind like there's a lot of technology crammed into those JVMs. There there was six channel? You know, you've got six different options. No, they're four channel and then three different voicings on each channel. Right. Depending okay. on which JVM you yeah, go for. Yeah, of course, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's the two ten and the four ten. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah, so you've you've got a lot of stuff in there. Potentially twelve different voicings. Yeah. And therefore you've probably got that that Marshall are probably having to, I guess, cut back somewhere along that line. And, and that's probably why the effects loop isn't quite so good. Perhaps you could look at getting a buffer 
put that, into the loop. That was my first thought, is why not run some sort of buffer in the loop? Yeah. Maybe there's the new uh, little Wampler one, the DB+. Plus, yes. Which would probably do it very, very well. The um, um, Empress buffer is amazing. That would be cool. The Empress buffer is amazing. Okay. It's really, really good. So that might be worthwhile having a look at. I think it, it all hinges on how... Um, Daryl, not Daryl, William is using the JVM because obviously the good thing about the JVM is that there's so many tonal options yeah. and for people, for example, doing a, maybe a covers band you know, you might want to use Super Clean and then you might want to switch to the Crunch Channel and then there's two different drive options Yeah. so if he's using it for all that stuff, then the problem you, know, you probably want to run things like the delay and the modulation in the effects loop, Yeah. so at that point, I would think about maybe adding a buffer to the effects loop. will probably solve the issue. If you are just using it because the gain channels are really good, then don't bother. Just run all your pedals in the front end because yeah. it's not going to make that much difference anyway. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I didn't know that about JVMs. I didn't know that the uh, effects loop was a, a bit of a... a I letdown. mean, like I say, I, I don't know for sure. That was just the, the first couple of comments on the, uh, on the thread were and I think we try and keep this relatively family friendly so I won't say some of the uh someone effing and jeffing uh they said that it was dog shoot okay good um they yeah like I say I mean I've got very limited experience when it comes to effects loops but um there was a bunch of people who were like yeah the the effects loop just isn't great in those amps um so I guess you know obviously hindsight is 2020 um unlike me um, but you're the, like what one one? Oh god knows. But the um, yeah, perhaps if you're using the effects loop a bunch, maybe that's you know maybe this is something for other people to know. If you're using the effects loop a bunch, the JVM is not the amp for you. Or you know, pop a buffer in there. I We're think probably I, I'd, be, I'd be really interested to. I mean, in fact, I might give that a go uh, tomorrow. Um, use the Empress buffer. I'll, you know, I'll give the amp, give the pedals a go through the effects loop and see how they sound, and then stick a buffer through there. And, and see how that sounds. I might give that a go tomorrow if I get the time um, because that is very interesting. Good stuff. Thanks to everyone for sending in questions this week. If you want to send them in, um, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Forum. There's uh, loads of guitar nerds in there. Uh, it's been really, really busy at the moment. We've just gone past a thousand members, I think. We so. have gone past um, 1,000. Indeed. So there's loads we of stuff to chat about. We should have done something for that. Yeah, I mean, you know, put up a picture of a cake or something. <laughs> um, put up that picture of your face from that gig at the weekend. You really oh, yeah. look very, very weird. That photographer indeed. specifically comes to our gigs to take pictures of my face. Good. You said that last week. Yeah, yeah. There's a really good one if you haven't seen it. I'll show I you. It. I I'll show you in the intermission. Okay. There's uh, there's a load more questions uh, this week. We've got questions from Daryl about his kill switch pedal. Questions from Scott about not even slinkies. Question from Matt about replacement necks. Question from Josh about cats on amps. Yes. Question from Lloyd about the Biang OD8. And a question from Richard uh, about uh, Blackstar 50-watt heads. Um, we're going to answer those over on the Patreon episode. If you want to get access to that, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Whereas from as little as $5 a month, you'll get an extra half an hour of guitar nerds every week. An extra two hours a month. Um, these people have done so and are therefore our Patreon exclusive backers. Do you want to do this? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. You haven't got the list oh, up, have we, you? Uh, no, no. Here what it is. We, here you go. Here's the list. There it is. I've got it here now. <laughs> Eric Seary, Paul Corrigan, Dale Rascal, Jake Connery, Will Clare, Chris Wilson, Scott O'Brien, Matt Prime, Fletch Fletcher, Phil Thompson, Bill Gravett, Colin Anderson, Powell. That was good. I like how you're changing it up every week. Normally it's like epic and massive, and that was a bit more. I was trying to freestyle yeah, jazz. It, it, I'm going to try and speed it up every time, so I can be kind like. Of, maybe that I can do it in my like breath. The poker rap. Maybe like this. <laughs> it sounded like the poker rap. <laughs> Eric Siri, Paul Corrigan, Dale See, it's gonna. I'm gonna mess up names. You need to practice, but oh. also I feel people aren't getting value for money if you read I their also am not sure that that's quite what people sign up for if you do it really quickly. Patreon backers. Very good. Um, so join <laughs> us over at patreon.com forward slash guitarnerds for more of this absolute nonsense. Thanks for joining us this week. If you want to uh, learn more, then facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitarnerds forum. You can follow us on Twitter at guitarnerds or on YouTube at guitarnerds videos. 
Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark underscore random. You can follow Jay at J-A-Y-B-M-1 and Joe at Yosef underscore 900. That's me. Thanks for listening this week and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye, mother. <laughs> deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.